Hey, sprinters, come in, come in, come in, come in. Today we talk life-changing wealth, the exact strategy, what to do, and the tactics, how to do it. If this does not excite you, man, I'm so excited. So let's go in there. And before you say, oh, Simon, oh, Simon, this will never work. Let me share with you that this is a mainstream tactic. This is done by family offices, by institutions, by um, big businesses, small and medium businesses all the time. The only thing is you are not doing it. Um, but Simon, this will never work for me. Let's see. I want to share with you exactly why people do it, what happens. We will go through some numbers. I will show you the strategy and then we go into the tactics. Are you ready? Simon, another video about how to get rich quick. No, it's not quick. It will take you 10 years. <laughs> so that's not exactly quick, but um, you can turn 100,000 into 12 millions. Does it sound interesting? So let's go. The first thing is, this is asset-based lending, but um, not everybody knows it and not everybody uses it. That's why I want to share this with you. The principle is you build wealth, life-changing wealth over a decade by never selling the hard assets, right? You never sell. That's the basic point, right? You don't buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell. You Pick your strategy, for example, the one that I'm sharing with you, and you never sell 10 years. Doing that, you don't pay taxes and you keep the hard assets for your retirement and for your next generations. So also legacy. So, but Simon, if I don't sell anything, where does my money come from? Let's go there. So first of all, what is a hard asset? A hard asset is something that is limited in supply and is in high demand. For example, top real estate, not every real estate, just a, a house somewhere is not uh, in high demand, must be in high demand, like Miami Beach, uh, Manhattan, um, um, one of the fancy places in Berlin. Really one of the places where people have a high demand. I want to be there. And there is low, um, low supply. For example, San Francisco, low supply, high demand. Um, you get the idea. So low supply and high demand, that's a hard asset. If you own a part of Manhattan, when is the right moment to sell it? Never. You don't want to sell any part of Manhattan. You want it to work for you. You want to lend against it, borrow against it. And you want it to make money while you sleep and you want to keep it into your retirement and you want to give it to your kids or pass it over. Um, you want it to be forever yours. And so what are hard assets? What are soft assets? Hard assets are limited supply, high demand. So top real estate. Some people argue gold, I don't think, because we don't know the limited supply of gold. There is no database that tells you the current supply of gold. And um, if there is one, it's not accessible. 
So let's be precise here. It must be something that is really limited in supply. That's why for today, I will only allow two things, top real estate and Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is limited in supply, only 21 millions. Nobody can print it at will, like for example, for cash. Cash is printed at will, so it's unlimited in supply. And therefore it is inflationary by nature. It, it debases and it loses purchasing power via inflation over the course of the years and decades. So if you hold $100,000 now on your bank account in 10 years, you just have 80,000, maybe even less depending on inflation. But the point is you want to hold hard assets and you want to consume and spend soft assets and have the least possible amount of soft assets. You want to accumulate hard assets and um, never sell them. That's the difference between poor families and rich families over decades. Okay. And of course, over generations. So let's go there. And, uh, but Simon, well, we are in a bear market right now. The bear market is the best moment to do this. This strategy is exactly, exactly for the bear markets because you have a much lower risk. And, um, but Simon, what if you are in a bull market? In the bull market, you don't do this. In the bull market, this is too risky, okay? Especially the tactic that I'm going to show you borrowing against Bitcoin is too risky in a bull market. You do this in a bear market. It's the perfect de-risked moment because it reduces your risk of uh, margin call and then possible liquidation. But Simon, what if I don't have money? Then what are you investing? Come on, then you sh shouldn't invest at all. If you don't have money, now we go back to your revenue systems. That's another video and that's what our coaches do. Then we help you build revenue systems in the first place because investing is only a thing for the excess money, for you know the profits, that part of the profits that you don't need in the next three months. That's the, that's what you invest right now, okay? You don't invest money that you need because if you need it, it's not excess profits. And so it's not uh, your investment budget. It's your expenditure and um, you need it to spend it soon, okay? So we, again, we have also long videos on that. But um, the key principle here is really never sell your hard assets, okay? Why? Because selling, first, you don't have them anymore. Second, it creates costs and uh, it creates also taxes on capital gains. So never sell your hard assets. Instead, borrow against them. Okay, so this is how the rich invest. And um, but Simon, this is so risky. It's not that risky, especially it's not this uh, strategy, of course. It's risky. The investing is always a play of risk reward. So you have to decide how much risk uh, you you want to have and how much reward you want to have. And based on that, you take your decision. Now, what are the pros of this strategy? The pros is you get to keep your hard assets, right? And that's also why it's less risky than other things, because if you just buy stocks and that price dips, you have lost it. But if you do this, 
keeping the hard invest the keeping the hard assets and uh, borrowing against them if then even your borrowing um, fails you still have the hard assets that's the the, the risked uh, moment right there so let me calculate this with you maybe um, it's good to see some numbers here let's go to the numbers so in this case here you see what you can do right in 10 years so if this year let's say you put 100,000 instead of having them in your bank account you buy bitcoin so you put in your hard asset okay but um, i put in bitcoin because real estate and bitcoin are for me the two hard assets and so if i put 100,000 instead of having them on my bank account i buy bitcoin and if bitcoin has the compound growth rate that it had over the last 12 years so over a decade the compound growth rate is 200%. So I will take 200% as a start and then going down to 50%, 20%, 15%, even just to be very conservative. And also because, you know, there is a, a curve of diminishing returns over two decades that I expect to happen there. And so now we have this situation where you see here if you're listening to to this i'm gonna read it to you but if you're watching this it's the first row we are in 2022 i put in 100,000. i have 200 percent gain it's a 200,000 gain right and so in three years when it's 2024 it's just a hundred percent in gain and i have gained now 750,000. In 225, my purchasing value of those 100,000 is 1.5 million at 100% gain, which is half of the last decade. Um, the gain is now 1.5 million. And here is where I start um, taking a loan against that value. So I give my Bitcoin, for example, to Celsius. This is one of the platform that I trust. Uh, they don't pay me for this, but it's just one of the more trustworthy from my experience and from my research. So 2026, I I take just 5% of what I have. So loan to value LTV, 5% of my Bitcoin, which is now a, in purchasing power, it's 3 million. And I just take 5%. So I am now, I am owning now 100 50,000. So I have debt 150,000 and purchasing power 3 million. Now with that, next year I pick 5.5% to take from there. So last year I had 150,000 to live as living expenses, right? And 150,000 was enough to live for for my little family. So in 2026 I was living out of this. 2027, I just pick 5.5%, I now make 330,000. So I have a free cash flow of 180,000. If I pay back the debt of last year, I pay back the 150,000. I have this year 180,000, which is again enough for my family to live. Plus, we have now adapted to last year where we did 150,000. So we are living now a little bit more uh, relaxed and um, are, are 
eating even better and traveling more. So this year we need 180,000. So I will borrow against my Bitcoin 5.5% of my Bitcoin. So now we are in 2027 and I have 180,000 just from nothing, passive income. 2028, we are now at 9 million purchasing power at just 30% rate. Remember, 200% was this, the whole decade, right? Just by 30% compound growth over that year, my gain is now that we are at 2.7 million. I want now 200,000 to live, and so I will pick 6.2%. Oh, wait, 6.8%, and I now have 192,000 for this year to spend, which is a little bit more than I need. But now we have two more kids, so I need it, okay? And then 2029. I have now a purchasing power of 11.7 million. Bitcoin just grows by 20%. The gain is 2.3 million. I take a loan at 6.2%. I have another 200,000. 2030, 14 million in purchasing power. I take 6.7% and I pay back everything from last year. And I still have 215,000 to live for this year. And next year, 2031, 16 million in purchasing power. I pay back all the debt. The debt is 3.8 million. I pay it back. I have now net 12.3 million in purchasing power. Now, my amount of Bitcoin is always the same, right? That was, what was it? It was around three Bitcoins, right? It's still three Bitcoins and whatever the price of them is, that's what... I have, so I still have just three Bitcoins, but those three Bitcoins that were a value of a uh, hundred thousand without this strategy would now be devaluated by debasement and inflation to around 80,000. Instead, I have 12 million now in purchasing power. And that's the point of this exercise. As you can see, we still own the hard assets, but... Um, uh, we have them put to work and that's the difference when you own the hard assets and keep the hard assets this is what happens now uh, yeah Simon sounds great and I have now this strategy but I still don't know what to do and how to do it exactly can 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 we go in the exact thing yeah sure so let me share with you you pick the platform and you pick the hard assets okay um, you make your own homework, but I show you an example here. We play it through uh, using Celsius, which which I, I really trust. And so let's say you buy 100,000 worth of Bitcoin and you go to Celsius network. And then here is where you put in the total amount. You can um, take it in, in US dollars or in stable coins. My preferred one is USDC but you will use it anyways um, so it's not really important what you pick here you can take the amount of collateral which in this case is you can pick 25 percent of your ltv and remember our example was five percent and that was the 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 impact right and so here it's 25 percent and you can take it at the one percent rate i wouldn't go for 33 percent at 6.9 rate or 50% of your assets at 8.9. Don't do it. That's too much. 7% and 9% is too much of an interest rate. 
1% is a great interest rate. And with this one, now you can calculate the time. You can go up to three years. And uh, now you know your monthly interest. For example, if you put, if you take 100, uh, that would be your monthly interest and your total interest. And now you can play around and increase the number here, increase the number here, and you can play a couple simulations. Now, uh, what happens if the market dips? This is why you want to do this in a bear market. Because if the market dips, there is a margin call limit and a liquidation limit. So most platforms, they directly liquidate you if the worth um, is below that threshold. Now, what I like about Celsius is they don't want their people to lose money. They want to keep you as a client. And so they will they will inform you. And that's called a margin call. Let's say you buy it and Bitcoin is worth $50,000. And so your margin call will be around something like 19000 If there is a market crash and the Bitcoin price um, goes down to 19000 you will get informed. That's the margin call. You will get informed. Hello, your borrowing is at risk here. You have to pay. Um, you have to add some uh, cash here. And um, if you do it, you're fine again. If you don't do it, then parts of it will be liquidated. And that means you just lose that. And this is the worst case scenario. And even in this worst case scenario, which in the bear market is quite low, from a probability standpoint, even in this scenario, you still keep your hard assets. And if they're hard, they are limited in supply, they are high in demand, so they will still go up. Now, what's the problem here? What can happen? What's the worst case? The worst case is the demand goes down, right? Well, then we have a problem because then it's not a hard asset anymore. So you have to pick your hard asset, the one where you are really 100% confident based on your due diligence, on your numbers, um, that this is the hardest thing and um, you sleep well if you if you are leveraged in that one. So pick your asset. Now you have a strategy and you have also the exact tactic. Hope that helps. Let me know what you need. You have now a couple numbers to run on. So to inspire your own calculations and your own decisions. Keep rolling, everybody.